want to say uh, hello to all of you watching on the other side of this wall outdoors there. Uh, saw a great group of you out there, went out and said hello real quick, but maybe there's more people. So uh, Pastor Kirk and Angel are out there hosting you today. Want to say hello to all of you watching online. Want to say hello to Pastor James and High Noon, our campus pastors in Yangon, Myanmar. And uh, just doing an incredible job, as was mentioned earlier, and all of you watching online. If you're maybe new to us, you just came to us, uh, we have more than one location in Southern California, and uh, we're excited, all that God is doing, we're excited for everybody being here today. It was one year ago today that I don't need to remind you that we were all sitting in our homes in our pajamas with our coffee cups uh, watching Easter service online. Uh, I don't even know what happened. I don't even remember what I spoke last year, to be honest with you. Uh, hope is alive. Two more weeks, we'll be back is probably what I was saying or something like that, right? Uh, you know, I remember I did a message in June of last year called Halftime. I missed that one too. Uh, it's a little more than halftime was at Christmas, basically. So actually, I don't even know if we've hit halftime. But I'm, I'm just thanking God that we're here today. Thanking God that people are here today, that we're safe today. And uh, we, we got our ionizer blazing over there in the back, shooting uh, air into the atmosphere, killing all the viruses here in this room. We are safer here than all the restaurants and grocery stores that you go to. I just want you to know that, all right? We spent a lot of money f facilitizing, facilitizing, making this place great for us to breathe. So everybody just taking a deep breath. It'll be fine. I guarantee it. Amen. And, uh, but if you don't feel safe and you want to keep your mask on, totally fine doing that. We do have our green, red, and yellow sticker system happening. Red, don't touch me, stay away from me, but I still love you in Jesus' name. Yellow, uh, I like a little fist bump and maybe a hi, how you doing, and I'll talk to you. And then red or green is just like, I don't really care, man, I already had it. Amen, praise the Lord. All right, so whatever it is. Uh, now, if you're watching online, you're red. That's why you're watching online. So praise the Lord, you can stay there, but you can hug everybody in your household today and uh, all of you. So uh, just excited to be here with all of you. So let's just pray before we get into God's word. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. Lord, we just pray for your healing comfort in this room even today, Lord, that you would bring us that hope. Lord, that maybe some people here today and watching online have been discouraged Maybe they've lost loved ones over this past year. Maybe not even due to COVID, but to other things. And Lord, we just pray for your peace to come. We pray for your hope and your joy and your strength to come. And Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. But Lord, everything I would speak, that you would custom fit it to every individual that you know and have need of what they need to hear today. Lord, I pray for everybody. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, I couldn't really decide on a title other than Hope is Alive for my message today, but uh, that is our message. We just thought, you know what, let's just keep Easter simple this year. We don't need to do a bunch of crazy things. Let's just go simple. Hope is alive. In a year where people have lost hope, we need to know that hope is not dead. Hope has not been defeated. Hope is alive in Jesus' name. Amen. And I want to encourage you with that today. But I did come up with a few things, and there's some things uh, that I wanted you to think about. And I came up with this little statement, I'm certain in the uncertainty. I'm certain in the uncertainty of the stock market. I'm certain in the uncertainty of a vaccine. I'm certain in the uncertainty of COVID. I'm certain in the uncertainty of world politics. 
I'm certain in the uncertainty of war and rumors of war. I'm certain in the uncertainty of North Korea and Iran. I'm certain in the uncertainty of the 91 freeway. Just got to keep it light this morning. All these things I just mentioned, none of us are certain. None of us are certain about the weather or what's going to happen or when it's going to happen or why it's going to happen. Everything that we live in today is uncertain. We live in uncertain times. We just finished a series here in the month of March uh, really talking about the mark, we called it, conspiracy or truth. And it was really about what the Bible references in the book of Revelation about the mark of the beast. And all the things happening today are so uncertain, but biblically already prophesied and was certain would happen. And so we need to understand the day and time we live in might be uncertain to us, but it is not uncertain to God. God knows exactly the beginning from the end. He knew that you would be sitting in this auditorium, watching online today, or sitting outside, listening to this message. He was certain in who you are and the hope that he can bring to you today if you need just a little pickup in him. Amen? Many of us go to other things to get a little pickup. I won't mention some of those things, except coffee, or maybe a monster or something like that. So we go to those things, but you know what? There is the greatest pickup of all, and that is in Jesus Christ. He is our strength. He is our hope. He is our joy. He is our comfort. He is all those things. I'm certain of this, and I posted it on my Instagram today. I'm certain about what happened 2,000 years ago that things today... We're uncertain then or uncertain now, but there was a certainty that happened then and there's a certainty that can happen today in this place. I'm certain that lockdowns and quarantines don't work on Easter. Because someone tried to lock Jesus down and today we celebrate that he broke out of quarantine, he broke out of the grave when they tried to lock him down because he brings freedom to people and not bondage. And we have to be careful of the day and time that we live in because Jesus came to set his people free and he broke out of the lockdown that the devil tried to put him in. Amen. So here's a question for us today. Those of us who have faith in Jesus Christ, here's a question for us. If you've never met Jesus Christ, if you know about him but you've never made him your Lord and Savior, I pray that you make that decision today. But here's a question. How do we continue to trust God in these crazy, crazy times when it seems like he's somewhat even absent. Like someone maybe has said in this last year, God, where are you? And if that was you, guess what? You weren't alone. You weren't the only one going, God, where are you? What is happening? But this is what we live in today of the sin nature that was entered into this world. We're in a system where the Bible says the devil comes to steal to kill, to kill, to kill, and to destroy. But some reason, somehow, some way, God is always the one who people go, why God? The answer he's already given us. The answer is the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come to bring you life, and life more abundantly. If you're not living the abundant life, maybe you're not connected to the vine as strong as you need to. Maybe the flow from the system, from the, from the trunk of that tree is not flowing to you as it should. Amen? So how do we find peace in a world that is spinning out of control? 
how do we find that? Uncertainty is nothing new. It's nothing new to us today. Think about the disciples. Jesus said, you know, he would tell them, hey, this is what's going to happen. And they were like, oh, yeah, I got it, man. But I'm sure when they nailed him to the cross and put him in the grave, the disciples were a little uncertain. Is this really going to happen? I mean, I know he told us, but we have to imagine Jesus, when he was on this planet, was walking around in human form, looking just like you and me. One of, one of your friends, one of your homies says to you, I'm going to rise in three days. It's all good. you would be like, all right, bro. Uh-huh. When you bring it down to those types of terms and make it real, then it's like, oh, wow. How crazy it would have been to have been a disciple in that day, to have Jesus, their homie, their buddy, their guy, their mentor, their leader, tell them, it's all right, I got this. Okay, but uncertainty would have settled in. Uncertainty has settled into this world that we live in today. I got just a couple of quotes. Uh, Blame it on the Google. Uh, Hope quotes, only in the darkness can you see the stars. Only in the darkness can you see the stars. In other words, when things are dark, look for light. It's still there. There is hope in our darkness. A person begins to die when he ceases to expect anything for tomorrow. That's a person who has lost hope. We've got to keep moving forward, looking ahead. Fear never builds the future, but hope does. Fear never builds the future, but hope does. Those are just some great quotes, but the Bible says this, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. This is how God thinks about you. Amen? To give you a future and hope. 1 Peter 1, 13 says, Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at His coming. When Jesus Christ is revealed at His coming. 1 Thessalonians 1.3 says, We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And this is the hope we find in the Bible, scriptures giving us strength, giving us hope, giving us joy. But if we look at everything around us, uncertainty can settle into our hearts. Fear can settle into our thinking. But when you read scriptures like this, that's right. I have Jesus on the inside of me. You have to remember that if you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are lined with his blood. You are lined with who Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. You are walking little Jesus on the earth. Amen. Hey, I broke out my, broke out my pimp shoes today. Look at these babies. Woo! Come on, somebody. Amen. As long as Easter, we got to do something, right? Even if it's wrong, do something. Amen. Now, some of you, thank you, Pastor Rich. 1 Peter 1, verse 3 in the True uh, Passion Translation says, We were reborn to experience a living, energetic hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We are to experience a living, energetic hope. A living, energetic hope. In other words, hope is alive. It is energetic. It is in you. Hope is in you. That's why Christians should be bringing hope wherever you go because it's who you are. It's in you through Jesus Christ. Now, if you tap into your flesh realm and if you just tap into who you are, no, you can be all depressed just like everybody else. But if you tap into who's in you, 
what's in you, the Holy Spirit within you, then you can bring hope to people that are lost, crying, dying, afraid, or uncertain of the times that we live in. No one knows what's going to happen tomorrow. No one knows what's going to happen next year. But there's one thing I do know, that if you have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there is a hope that you have, that you'll spend eternity in heaven with him. So today, this verse that I just read really marks this new series we're beginning today that will go through the month of April. Every Sunday, we'll be speaking about hope is alive. And we want to encourage you, if you don't come here on a regular basis, uh, to come back and join us next Sunday, the Sunday after that as, you, as we go through this series. But I just want to encourage a few of us today on these things. Hebrews chapter 6, I want to read this to you real quick. And now we have run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. This is where we find his strength and comfort, for he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time. An unshakable hope. We have this certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God himself. Our anchor of hope. Not a kite of hope. An anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold. This is who we are. We have an anchor of hope in Jesus Christ. When you have Jesus as Savior, that's why, that's why a, a Buddhist man in, in Myanmar on the other side of the world received Jesus Christ today as his Savior because when you have another religion and you go worship a statue or, or some, uh, some image or something, it's hard to find hope in something that someone other, other human being created. But God the Father gave Jesus the Son. Jesus the Son defeated Satan and hell and took the keys of hell and the Bible said he's seated at the right hand of the Father. He's no longer on the cross looking all bloody and defeated and weak. Sometimes we get an image of who Jesus is and instantly in our memory we think of the guy on the cross looking bloody and weak and beaten. But can I tell you that is not what Revelation says he looks like today. He does not look like, as a matter of fact, the Bible says that he has eyes as flaming fire. He has a, a cape. His, his hair is silver and shiny. He's got boots like Iron Man. I mean, Jesus is a bad dude. We need to get a different image of who our Jesus is, who our Savior is, because he's not beaten. He's not in his humanity anymore, hung upon a cross. He is in his deity. He is the risen Savior. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And it's this day that we celebrate who he is and why he is and who he is in our life. Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Now here's what I want us to realize today. Hope in and of itself changes nothing. Actions do. Hope can be the catalyst for change, but actions are what gets us there. Or in church world, we would call that faith. Now, down here beneath me, I grabbed this out of my garage. I hear someone really good preaching out there outside right now. So, I got this. Any, any of the guys got any of this in their garage? Come on, let me see some hands. Any of you guys at home, raise your hand. You can't see me, but I know. Raise your hand anyway, all right, uh, at home. Uh, maybe you guys don't use this stuff, but this is, this is uh, Scott's uh, turf builder. It's, it's, it's seed, and uh, I planted some of this in my backyard, and I just thought of this illustration this morning at 6 a.m. 
And here's this seed. Now, I don't know if the cameras can zoom in. It doesn't really matter, actually, but you, you can kind of see it in my hand. It's this, it's this blue seed, and it's grass seed. Here's a miracle about this. Because some people were wondering, do I have any hope anymore in anything that's happening in the world today? Because all of us has asked that question. What is my hope in? Can I even have hope? It is so uncertain that it is certain that there is uncertainty. I'm certain. So there's this grass seed. So what I did was I went and I took this grass seed and I, I put it in the ground. I had to rake it up, you know, and, and, and then I put this seed in the ground. And then I took topsoil and, uh, you know, some fertilizer stuff and I, I spread it over the top of the seed. Now what's amazing to me is every day for the past three and a half weeks, I would go out to where I put the seed And I would look to see if anything is coming through the ground. And then I would water it with the sprinkler. And I would stand out there in my pajamas and my flip-flops in my backyard where no one could see me. And I would water the seed. And the next morning I would walk out and I would look at that same spot. I know I put seed under there. And I would water it again. And then finally there was a day when I went out there that I started seeing grass. I was like, oh, and I would really water it then. It's like, it's working, it's working. But I thought about this. I was like, I had hope that something was going to bear fruit and grow. That as I was diligent in taking action and believing that something was going to happen on the other side of that brown dirt. And I realized, you know what? I do have hope. I have hope in a seed. I have hope in water. And I have hope in dirt. That is going to bring me grass. And how much more in a God that maybe we don't see, but we water with the word. That we'll see fruit in our life. There's hope that you have. There's faith that you have. It's in you. Because if you can water dirt and hope for grass, you have hope for your life. You have hope for a Savior. You have hope for somebody else. Amen? These are some things we need to understand about the Easter story. I don't have time to reference it, but we know that Jesus went into the tomb. And then it says that he arose after three days and three nights. And Mary came running to the tomb. And their stone was rolled away. And the Bible says that the Roman soldiers looked like dead men at the gravesite where Jesus was. And she went in and all she saw was the linen neatly wrapped up and piled. And she went exclaiming as the angel had to tell her that he's no longer here. He is risen from the dead. Amen. He is risen from the dead. In Matthew 28, 28 and verse 1 it says, Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to the tomb, and behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the door descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. That's, that's a cool angel right there. You roll back the stone and then you just get up on it and go, What's up, people? 
probably had his little cup of coffee there just waiting for people to come. And they, they, they came running. Verse, verse 5 says, But the angel answered and said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. So the angel knew this. He is not there, for he is risen. As he said, Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. And they ran and told everybody. From that day right there, Easter began. And we're still supposed to be running and telling people that he is risen from the dead. We're still supposed to be. It wasn't just Mary's job that day. She ran and told the disciples. And the disciples told people in other cities. And those people spread the gospel of Jesus around the world to 2021 in April in Moreno Valley, California, or wherever you're watching from, that Jesus is risen from the dead. And this whole time. This whole time I've been preaching this message, some of you are wondering, why in the world did they stick that ugly ladder against the wall? I'm glad you asked. The camera will follow me over here. We have this ladder against the wall. And this, rat, this ladder is really oftentimes what people place their hope in. And they place their ladder that they're about to climb. And they trust the ladder that they're going to climb. And they hope in this ladder that is leaned against family. That is leaned against career. That is leaned against spouse. That is leaned against financial systems. That is leaned against anything, substances. Whatever your hope is in, you lean your ladder against that and you begin to climb, hoping that it will sustain you, hoping that whatever you have put your ladder against will be there for you. But unfortunately, I have to tell you today that your parents will disappoint you someday. Your friends may leave you. Finances may disappear. Your best friend may betray you. Your spouse may leave you. Your job may dump you. Everything in life that we put our hope in and we lean our ladder against will fail us. So I'm asking you today, would you maybe consider moving your ladder? The book of Romans chapter 8 verse 18 through 30 talks about all these things that we put our trust in that will fade away will die will eventually actually burn but there's one hope that we can have trust in there's one person that we can put our trust in and that hope is in Jesus Christ he is the way he is the truth he is the life if you would move your ladder today from hoping in other people that they'll be your rock, that they'll be the one who supplies your joy, that they'll be the one who sustains you, that they'll be the one who will be there for you. Would you move your ladder possibly in your heart? Would you place your ladder against the wall of the cross of Jesus? Would you place your ladder against the heart of God? Because the Bible says that He and He alone will never leave you, 
never forsake you. But all these other things, substance abuse, all these other things, finances, all the jobs, careers, family, all these other things will fail you. Guaranteed. Will fail us. But we've put all of our hope in them. Pastor Joy, don't tell me my spouse will fail me. Don't tell me my job's going to fail me. Don't tell me politics is going to fail me. Don't tell me the world's going to fail me. It will fail you. But if your hope is positioned against Jesus and the cross, He will never fail you. and He'll never leave you. And if there's one hope I can give you today, the hope is alive in Christ Jesus. And if you can't put your hope against the ladder of a vaccine, if you can't put your hope against the ladder of political rulers making decisions over our everyday life, if you can't put your ladder against those things that will fail you, put your ladder against Jesus. Put your ladder up against the cross. Put your ladder on things that will sustain. He'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you. The Bible says in Psalms 33, 22, may your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. As I close, I'm certain in the uncertainty that people will have their hearts towards Jesus. I'm certain in the uncertainty that people will have their hearts towards Jesus. Every day we go through life, I am certain that there are uncertain people in the certainty of Jesus. And I'm not trying to create a rhyme or a thing for you to figure out but I just want you to know that there are a lot of people who are uncertain about Jesus but today you can be certain you can have the most certain thing you can do in your entire life is receive Jesus Christ as your Savior well what about well then you're uncertain you need to keep seeking you need to keep going you need to keep finding because you if you put your hope in other things it will fail you if you put your hope in a statue it will fail you If you put your hope in a religious system, it will fail you. But Jesus came to set us free. Jesus will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He is our hope. He is our strength. He is our rock. He is your foundation. He'll bring you joy. He'll bring you love. He'll bring you those things. This thing, I am certain today, that hope is alive. Would you stand with me this morning? Everybody outside in the outdoor area. If you will stand this morning, I want to speak to everybody. If you're watching online, say, well, Pastor Troy, I've I've heard some of this stuff before. I know you have heard it. It's just like I've heard one plus one is two. It just makes sense. I've heard a lot of things in life. People have told me lots of things in life. But this one thing I know that I am certain of that your hope needs to be in Christ. I did a funeral just this last Thursday of a gentleman who lost his life to COVID. And there were all these police officers and correctional people there and all these people there. And I'm like looking out and I'm giving this funeral for this this man who was a very generous man, was a very kind man. And all I knew, standing up there, was that I knew that he had received Jesus. So there I could boldly preach at a funeral that you need Jesus in your life. We come to funerals and we ask the why question. We don't know why. But this thing I do know, that he was in heaven with Jesus because he received him. This thing you need to know, 
You need to leave this place today knowing one thing, one thing is certain in your life, that there are no more uncertainties, that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of your life, that you confess Him as Lord and Savior of your life. There is no time to play around and go, oh, I'll just wait until I get older. No, there ain't no time for that. Just look around at the uncertainty in the world. Any moment at any time, prophecy has been fulfilled that Jesus could come on his white horse with the sound of a trumpet and everybody in the twinkling of an eye will be raptured out of here and spend eternity in heaven with God. Do you know if you're ready for that today? Would you make it today? Don't be uncertain, but be certain. I'm going to lead you all in a prayer. If you're outside watching, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And you say this prayer, and you say this prayer loud. Well, I'm a little embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed of you confessing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He was not embarrassed of you hanging on that cross for you. Don't be embarrassed to confess Him in front of others. We're going to cheer you on, man. We're your family. We're going to, we're going to root for you. We're going to be excited for you to, to cheer you on when you pray this prayer. Amen. If you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, Bible says in Romans, confess with your mouth that he is Lord. You'll be saved. Well, don't I have to like come to church all the time? And don't I have to? No, 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 no. Forget all that. Just know that you need Jesus. Well, I got to wear suits like you? No, no. You don't need to do that either. Just know that you need Jesus. Well, I got to quit smoking. I got to quit drinking. No, no, you don't have to do anything. Just know that you need Jesus. Because see, what we do is we judge ourselves rather than receiving his grace. We make ourselves be worthy when he already is worthy. So don't try to justify yourself and why you are allowed to pray this. You're allowed. The Bible says whosoever. Uh, Hey, guess what? You qualify. You're a whosoever. Whosoever will believe on him and call upon him will be saved. Period. It didn't give any criteria. Well, if they don't smoke cigarettes, then they can pray the prayer. No. There was no criteria. It just said, whosoever. You mean, Pastor Troy, whatever lifestyle people are leading, they can just pray this prayer. Yep. That's pretty much what God said. Whosoever. So you're able. You're qualified. Jesus died on the cross for you, the way you are, right now, with all the sin you did last week. Right now, you're eligible to receive Jesus. Right now. I want everybody to pray this. I want everybody to pray this loud. I want the devil in hell to hear you pray this. If you're outside, I want us in here to hear you pray this. And if you're watching online, give it your best shot. Just say this, Father God, I thank you that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. I confess him this day as my Lord and my Savior. God, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And I thank you, God, for your grace. And I receive you today. And I'm going to do my best to serve you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Is everybody feeling okay? Anybody hurt? Everybody all right? Praise God. It was good. Easier than getting a vaccine. I don't like needles. Praise the God. I want to instruct you real quick before we go. We're going to just sing one little quick chorus, and then we're out of here. We have our 11 o'clock coming. We're going to do this again. At the back of our auditorium, we have some green tables. 
in the, on those tables. And if you're outside, we have it as you exit out there as well. We have uh, some fresh start boxes. If you prayed that prayer, please do us the honor of stopping by there and grabbing one of those. Our staff or team may just greet you real quickly, but if you just let us know you prayed that prayer, you invited Jesus into your heart today, we want to get this, we call it a, a jump start kit, like a fresh start kit, like it's got a Bible in there and like a little instruction, like what do I do now? I got Jesus. Okay, we just want to help you. If you don't have a church, we would love for you to come here and make us your church, and I would love to be your pastor. Amen. If you're watching somewhere else around the world, you can email us on our website, and we will find a great church in your area that, and help you get connected to wherever you are. Amen. If you're outside in our outdoor area, please go to the green table as well. They'll equip you also with a fresh start kit. We're so excited and glad you came to Easter. We got to have Easter indoors this year. Praise the Lord. Come on, somebody. Jesus is alive. And if Jesus is alive, that means hope is alive. Come on, let's worship him. Let's sing it to him one more time. Come on.